Lord Jesus Christ, your word is food for our souls. As we hear your scripture this day, may we be strengthened in faith and love, that we may become your gospel people. Amen. The first reading from the Old Testament, Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 to 16. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will sort them out. As shepherds sort out their flocks when they are among scattered sheep, so I will sort out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture of the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strays, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Responsive reading, Psalm 100. The words will appear on the screen. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. And from the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers, that the, God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may perceive what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And our gospel reading for this morning is taken from the gospel according to John, 
Big surprise. Chapter 6, reading verses 5 to 23, which is the story of a boy and his lunch. When Jesus, when he, when he looked up and saw the large crowd coming to him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? And Philip said to him, Sorry, he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, who was Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. And then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments that are left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is coming into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force and make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for his word to us. Friends in Christ, what I say to you this morning is proclaimed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you're looking at the screen, this is the third sermon title for this sermon. If you're looking at the bulletin, that was the first sermon title for this sermon. This one's a better title. The second one was, you know, it was getting there. What could possibly happen? Josh and his older brother were even more excited than normal on that morning. As their mother tried to get them ready for their day and their next great adventure. It was not unusual for the boys and the other neighborhood kids to disappear for hours at a time, playing hide-and-go-seek amongst the olive trees, catching frogs, or generally just splashing around in the small stream behind their house, or chasing each other through the narrow streets in between the houses. But today was going to be special. Today they were going to go all the way to the other side of town and down to the shore where the fishers washed their nets. The boys had heard that something special, someone special was passing through and they had begged and pestered their mother until she finally relented. And so, so long as Josh stayed with his older brother and with the older kids, then they could go. Even some of their neighbors were going out to see what was going on. What could possibly happen? 
Finally, Josh and his brother stopped squirming long enough that their mother was able to get them dressed for the day. And then they burst out the door and into the street. And almost immediately were engulfed by the crowd. Families and old people, housewives and slaves, businessmen who had shut their, sh- their shops for the day. Everyone seemed to be headed out of town. And off went the boys on their adventure. With nothing but their little lunch carefully wrapped in a cloth bag. Some of the other people, they had nothing other than their walking sticks. Some had other small bundles of food with them. Finally, Josh and his brother and all of their friends, they arrived at the seaside. And it was filled with people for as far as the eye could see. And while everyone was jostling, trying to get that good place to sit, no one bothered with a group of boys that were darting in between their legs. And then everything went quiet. As in the distance, a man began to speak. And the boys were able to dart and to crawl all the way to the very front. And there, they saw Jesus. Seated on a big rock, everyone else seated around him, he spoke about justice and of a God who loved the people with a never-ending love. He spoke about how to be kind and how the least would be first in the kingdom of God. And Josh thought, that must be a wonderful place to live. Eventually, one of Josh's friends, Benjamin, who lived just two doors down from him, said in a voice that was just a little bit too loud, I'm hungry. Several people in the crowd went, shh. But others giggled. Even the special man, Jesus, he looked at Benjamin. and He laughed too. And then he said, I'm hungry too. And he turned to one of his followers and he said, Philip, do you have any food for these people? The man he spoke to turned white. And he shook his head and he started to stutter. He didn't have anything. But Josh did. And he reached out and he tugged on the sleeve of another of Jesus' followers, the one that was closest to him, and he offered him his boy's lunch of two loaves and five fish wrapped up in a small piece of cloth by his mother. The man took, took him to Jesus and showed him the lunch. But what would that do amongst so many people? Jesus told them all to sit. Gave thanks for two loaves and five fish and told his followers to give it away. But really, what could possibly happen? Reading this story from John's Gospel this week, I, I had a thought. Well, Perhaps I had a couple of thoughts. It was a good week. Who was this boy who sneaks into the pages of John's gospel like a boy crawling between the legs 
of people in a crowd. Who is there, who is there one moment and then is gone the next? We don't even know his name. And what is he doing here in this story? Alone. Surely his parents didn't let him go off by himself. Surely there must have been somebody else keeping an eye on him in the midst of that big crowd. An aunt or a, or a neighbor or maybe a group of friends. And if this one little boy had a lunch, why didn't everybody else? Why didn't someone else? So what if the answers to all these questions were to, and were, were answers, were to, what if all of the answers were the answers that we expect? That he really wasn't alone. That surely others must have come prepared on that day. Sometimes scripture leaves for us space. Space to wonder. Space to question. Space to reflect on what we might do if we were in the story. We live in a world, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> we live in a world that chases after more and more stuff. I probably don't need to tell you that. For the past two weeks, the flyers have been coming into your mailbox, haven't they? Advertising Black Friday deals. Even though Black Friday really is an American thing, it's not ours. But Black Friday has become a worldwide phenomenon. It's a marketing campaign. Even in England, they advertise Black Friday sales. It's not their thing either. But it is all about consumerism. All about the chase for more. It is the reminder that we don't share very well. We don't do a good job of being charitable to others. That's kind of foreign to our nature. And that is what makes the gospel message that we read about God's love and the kingdom of justice and peace so compelling. It was compelling in the days of Jesus when the people came out into the wilderness to hear Jesus. And it's compelling even today. As we continue enter to, to enter into places like this and away from the constant striving of the world that is out there. To hear that maybe, just maybe, there is more to life than the endless pursuit of the next great thing. The next great iPhone or whatever might happen to be in fashion as far as hemlines or necklines this year. Perhaps, perhaps there's enough to share.
If only we could change our hearts enough to share it. Perhaps the miracle that we read of in the text this morning is not that Jesus and our young friend, young friend Joshua feed 5,000. But perhaps the miracle is that Jesus and our young friend Josh change the hearts of 5,000 people. And might that not be an even greater miracle than simply multiplying bread and fish. Scripture leaves spaces. And so I will leave you that question to ponder on your own. Homework for the rest of the afternoon. But whatever the miracle is, whether it be a change in the, in the substance of bread or a change in the heart of those who brought the bread with them, Whatever the miracle, John goes on to record that Jesus takes this small lunch, a boy's lunch of bread and fish. And then Jesus lifts it and gives thanks to God and shares it with the crowd. Central to the story is gratitude. Jesus gives thanks for the gift. He doesn't devalue it because it is small. He doesn't question it whether or not it will be enough. Jesus takes it and gives thanks for what it is. A gentle and generous offering to God. And I think we can assume that is the attitude with which this gift is given to. Because that is always the attitude that lies behind our sharing. The young boy in the story didn't think about the size of his gift. Just that he had something and he could share it with another. What could possibly happen? We come in worship today on this, the last day of the church year. And we arrive at this moment of anticipatory fulfillment. We acknowledge today that Jesus came into the world. He came to the crowd that we read about today. He continues to come to us, holding out for us a vision of a new world and a promise. The promise that Christ will come again. As people of faith, we live in this moment of anticipation. For we know the promise. And we know the one who has given it. And so we wait. And we expect that it will come true. Our faith teaches that there is nothing in the world that has greater value. There's nothing that is of such value that it cannot be used for the kingdom of God. Because God has given to us 
the greatest of all possible gifts. God gave us his son, Jesus Christ, that we might have reconciliation. And as a result of that, we live in utter gratitude. There is nothing else that we can do. It is a gift that has been freely given. And all we can do is accept it and rejoice. Part of that rejoicing is then to live in gratitude with others. To share what we have so that others might too know joy. The joy of Christ and the joy of Christ's mercy. That that vision will be ours too. A vision of justice and a right sharing of the world's resources. We're not quite there yet. But we can see it. We see it in a small lunch of five loaves and two fish. We see it any time the people of God gather together and commit their lives to the following of Jesus and reach out in, in, to, to meet the needs of our world. We cannot accept the gospel and remain unchanged. Hidden at the bottom of the page in the book of praise is a verse. We sing the hymn from time to time. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the king of glory died. But do you know the words of the last verse? The hymn writer ends the hymn with these words. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that would be a present far too small. Love, so, so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. We cannot hear the story of Jesus. We cannot gaze upon the cross and not be changed. For we have received the greatest gift of all. All that is left for us to do is to receive it and then to live in gratitude because of it. And if that were so, what could possibly happen? Thanks be to God. Amen.